Hello everyone and welcome to episode 33 of the Kate Hamilton Health Podcast. So before we jump into today's episode, as usual, I'd like to just mention that my eight-week Nourish, Move and Shine program is starting on the 15th of May. Nourish, Move and Shine is my group coaching and it is all about building sustainable habits in a step-by-step process to build like habits for lasting change so whether your goal is to just get healthier to get fitter to lose body fat whatever your goal is it we take this step-by-step habits-based approach in a fun supportive community of like-minded ladies so everyone who does nourish move and shine are they're busy ladies they're busy professionals they're busy mums they find it hard to balance it all and through nourish move and shine we build the skills and the habits to be able to find time for yourself and prioritize you as well as everyone else and everything else in your life. So if you'd like to know more about that, just go over to my social. So you'll find it on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or on my website. I'll share all those details in the show notes and you'll find more info there and you'll also find a sign up link. And if you have any questions at all on any of it, do message me. Um, likewise, you'll find that info on um, in the show notes. So anyway, today's episode um, was a conversation that I had with Larry Doyle. So Larry, um, Larry has over 18 years experience in the health and fitness industry. He um, is the owner of Larry, Do- Larry Doyle Coaching, which he runs with his wife, Kate, from their home in Wexford. So he has tens and th- tens of thousands of hours experience working with people in person online and online. He works fully online now and he ha- he is an extremely supportive and passionate coach who has a fantastic mindset when it comes to everything, health, fitness, fat loss, muscle gain, anything around the whole health and fitness industry. He has a fantastic mindset and he has a great way with people as well and a fantastically uh, positive coaching style. So Larry is actually my coach. So I'm working with him at the minute online one to one. And this conversation kind of takes the approach of, um, you know, talking a little bit through my coaching experience and uh, from him as my coach. And then we just go off then into different tangents on different topics as well. So we cover everything from my coaching journey with him to why we should be eating more calories when we're dieting to aiming that's for the whole idea that we should be aiming to thrive and not survive. Uh, it's a really, really good conversation um, and I could literally talk to him all day. So I really hope you enjoy it. Um, so without further ado, let's get to the episode. Larry, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Kate, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Larry is my coach. He um, is coaching me at the minute and um, I'm so delighted to have him on. He has years of experience and um, he is going to share some of that wisdom with us today. So um, first of all, before we get into anything, do you want to, you, I feel like you know everything about me, <laughs> but do you want to share maybe a little bit about you, your background, what's got you to where you are today, you know, your background in coaching, anything that you feel kind of is relevant? Yeah, so I've been in the industry for 18 years now, so kind of it's a, it gets a bit blurry. I've been pretty much in it half my life now at this stage as well too. Um, I would have started out like working at leisure centers and stuff around home doing the usual and then progressing into like some personal training and then progressing into moving up to Dublin, uh, creating a career up there with some personal training, then going kind of half online, half in person, going at my own, 
then progressing to fully online, moving back home to Wexford, where we're now set up here and uh, have Larry Dole coach on HQ, which you might see in the background of the video here as well, too. So that's kind of the, the in a nutshell, rapid fire story on it. So that's really nicely put, really kind of you're able to kind of conclude that really in a nice short little um kind of caption. <laughs> 18 um, years into 18 seconds. 18 right? years into 18 seconds. That's really impressive. Um, so you are completely fully online now and working from home. Yeah, so we've been um we've been fully online for five, six years. Yeah, five, six years now. And kind of we had I, I had clients like online before that for like six, seven years as well before that too. So I, I guess like a lot of people may have transitioned online because of COVID and because of this kind of thing, but we were kind of there a little bit prior, I guess, from that. So we've been uh, somewhat established and uh, doing a thing from home for quite a while now. Yeah, I know there'll be some people listening who might not really know what exactly online coaching entails. And I think that a lot of people, I say my generation, I make myself sound so old when I say that, but, you know, people in their 30s, 40s, 50s that might not, um, you know, might be afraid of the idea of online coaching and that they won't be held accountable. And um, so do you want to talk a little bit about what online coaching entails from your perspective? Yeah, so it's a funny one because like, I like when I um we used to live in an apartment block in Newtown and Kennedy right and not too far from you and it's like the they used to say oh you're an online coach so you like dance around in front of your laptop for clients and people is it all on zoom and I was like absolutely not <laughs> that is not what I do uh like we we deliver uh health and nutrition and fitness and coaching branded within uh, an online space but it's not interactive or it's not like and people say like oh that's just like a pdf and you send it out to people and it's not interactive but it's not me behind the camera telling you exactly what to do much like i'm sitting here now behind the camera talking to you and people kind of associate personal training been there and people guiding you through that session one-to-one -one for that 45 minutes to an hour or you do your class or you do whatever um and that's that is an element of it i guess like a lot of people might have seen joe wicks doing it and like you, you get up and he had his youtube series during lockdown and people would have danced along to joe wicks and doing all that kind of crack and there's so many elements and spectrums to the online coaching world that um, it, it can get quite blurry and a little bit confused. And I can understand why people may think that. Um, but for me, it, it's essentially, it, it, and everyone gets confused actually. So um, my mother was at the doctor's the other day to give you a little tangent story on this one. And she had a problem with her hip and the doctor said, okay, is there someone you could go to to get this sorted? And she's like, oh, my son is a, a life coach, but like, you know, I, I could probably find a physio to go to. And I was like, I'm not a life coach. I'm a goddamn personal trainer. <laughs> it's like, well, you kind of do fall into that life coaching element of it as well, right? Because you're you're getting into the in-depths of it all a little bit more with people. So uh, I guess it is kind of like a little bit of life coaching, but talking more so about their health and nutrition and their lifestyle and all these other management factors that you have to do. So I don't know if that confuses people more or actually explains the whole thing to them, does it? Or No, I think that's good. I think that people think of personal trainers as, like you say, someone standing over you in the gym. But I think the biggest misconception with an active lifestyle and, you know, training in general is that the gym is all that needs to be done, where in fact, it's actually really just a cherry on top. It's just the one small piece in a really complicated jigsaw that looks different for everyone. Yeah, it, like the, the gym is just one hour. And that's like, 
three to four times a week. It's like, what's that, another 162 hours then that's remaining outside of all that? I mean, it, it's a substantial amount of time that people tend to forego or kind of forget about as well, too. And this is like the big missing link where, like, I would have been from a background of like very much so like it's all about training and you have to have the specific sets and reps and parameters and protocols and periodization and, and whatever else words we want to pull up and, and talk about it. But I kind of had this a uh, bit of a realization that like people are getting results from doing all sorts of different things, whether it's Weight Watchers, Slimming World, whether it's, I don't know, whatever other thing is out there. None of them are directly doing exercise as well too. They're looking at all like the, the factors of lifestyle. They're looking at their nutrition. Yeah, there's maybe some subtle things that they could do a little bit better, but for the grand scheme of it, they're not really focusing on the exercise and training so much. They're just making sure people are moving and they're looking at the other aspects of it as well, which get people profound results. So if we can tie in a lot more of the 23 hours and a little bit of control around that one hour in the gym, then you get absolutely awesome results. And this is where I think people, you know, they're, they're bypassing all these other elements thinking purely about training, but they're, they're thinking about everything or forgetting about everything else that really gets them there as the vehicle to fat loss or results or whatever outcomes they're looking for. Yeah. And I will come back again on like, like your thoughts on training and stuff like that. But I, what I wanted to know is, do you work with some clients that, um, want to work with you on those habits on nutrition on movement and maybe you're like i don't want to do a workout i'm not ready you know i i just yeah. i'm i'm a complete beginner yeah 100 no, and like again this is the thing that people would say like oh i'm going to be the worst client you've ever had because i've never moved or i've never exercised or i've never trained before i'm like well you're actually perfect because you're a blank slate and if you don't want to do that that's that's perfect as well because like you're going to get profound results from just looking at your sleep, your nutrition, your digestion, your, your headspace, that little bit more. And like, I'm currently going through a little bit of an experiment myself. I've trained three times, four times in the last 36 days. And I've lost 10 pounds. Wow. I've gone into a fat loss phase without directly looking at purely training and exercise. Obviously I, I look at that, you know, randomly all the time as well too, but I'm specifically foregoing the training part of it right now at the moment, working through a few injuries and whatever. And I'm kind of just like, okay, we'll park that over there, but I'm just prioritizing my nutrition, making sure I'm in a deficit, making sure I'm doing a little bit of activity. And lo and behold, here we are 10 pounds later. It's, it's all, you know, falling off quite easily. Um, so there is like, it's nice to demonstrate that because people think we're just in gym all the time. Like yeah. you're, you're a busy mom. I'm a new dad as well too, right? Like we, we have a lot of stuff going on and to be straight, I couldn't be arsed about being in a gym a lot of the time because I'm actually just wanting to spend time with the baby or want to spend time with Kate or I'm giving her a hand or I'm doing whatever. And like, these are the most people that we're talking to all the time, not the 22 year olds who have no objections in life and like no responsibilities and they can just train seven days a week and like have their perfectly macroed lifestyles going on. It's like, they're not the people we want to deal with. So like for me, coming back to your question in a very long winded way, like, yes, absolutely. I love training those new people because they're ones you can make a, a big impression on. They're ones that you can kind of curate their lifestyles around not having to have this all or nothing um, approach to it all as well from a health and nutrition and fat loss lifestyle. Yeah. And it's funny, I think for me personally, from, you know, engaging in the coaching process with you, what I find most important for me in the whole process, because it's interesting coming from, from the other, because obviously I provide that for other people. Mm. But what's most important to me is the check-in process and so you know filling in my check-in form on a Sunday evening is part of my weekly routine and really looking forward to hearing your feedback 
um, as as to where we're taking the week in the week ahead. And what I love about um, your coaching style is that you're like, I'm never afraid to check in with you. Whereas like, you know, I've worked with other coaches before that are a little bit more kind of no nonsense approach where it's like, you know, why, why couldn't you stick to your calories at the weekend? Mm. You know, if you want to reach your goal, you just have to. And I'm like, I fucking know that, you know, if, I, if that was that easy, I wouldn't need you. But that it makes it just easier. That, so so I ended up like that was a group coaching um, scenario that I was in just, you know, skipping check in and then just ended up not finishing off the, the mm. program that I was doing because I felt intimidated and I felt like a bit of a failure whereas now I'm like I can tell I can tell you as it is I'm like look this week was a little bit of a shit show you know what do you think I should do and that you're always very um what's the word solution orientated I suppose mm. yeah like th there's a time for a pat on the back and there's a time for a kick in the ass right and just say you're have a huge event coming up and you're like I have to be in this like specific bikini that I want to you know rock on and look absolutely awesome for or i want to do a photo shoot or i'm getting married or whatever it might be i'm going to be a little bit more militant then but for the other like 48 weeks of the year you don't need to have that militant approach and i think that's the big misconception about it all that like um like i have a guy right now at the moment he's doing a photo shoot on friday today is wednesday and like, I'm really laying down the law to him. I'm like rigid. I'm like, you need to stop doing this. You need to start doing this. You need to not question this. You need to do these things. That's it. Don't come back to me till they're done. Because there's a very serious outcome he's looking for with this specific goal that he has. Versus, and with no disrespect to other goals, it's not as like serious, right? So it's like, yeah. there, there needs to be that level of understanding and appreciation that, you know what? You've actually had a stressful week. Let's look at how we can make the next week better now you've had a lot of stuff going on or whatever it might be that is in that individual's week or whatever client is coming to me with the check-in. And I need to have that empathy and approach and understanding of where they're actually coming from. And, you know, previously, I guess, it would have been a big downfall of mine with my coach and would have been that I didn't have that understanding of where the hell they were coming from, being a mom or being a business owner or being a dad or whatever. I'm like, I, 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 and that was me. Like, I was like, I gave you the macros. Just why didn't you do it? like just shut up and eat the food stop drinking wine on the weekend like you know cop onto yourself I thought you wanted to get lean and it's like at, at a certain point I realized that there was only certain people were getting results and they were like very driven very like focused orientated people they were people then, who were going to get the results anyway anyway exactly yeah. yeah so it's like this then all of a sudden you know as a bit of maturity and a bit of cop on and actually getting proper exposure to the real world I was like Maybe these people need a bit of they they need a bit more of a hand with the other again the twenty three hours outside of it all. Mm -hmm. So then it's like being a bit more understanding of actually what's happening or, or knowing what it's like to have a sleepless night as a as a parent or knowing what it's like to be under proper stress from a, a business perspective or whatever it may be. And now again we become more solution orientated, like you said, because like that gets us to the outcome better as opposed to me saying, "Do you know what, Kate? Just try harder." Would you, would you just cop on that? Like it's no benefit whatsoever. If I say that now, yeah. there might be a time where I'll say, listen, we need a bit of tough love here. You need to cop on. We need to start sorting this stuff out or else there's going to be these, you know, uh, negative consequences from it. Not from my side, but just whatever might happen. Right. But like for it's, it's of zero benefit for the most part to anyone. Like everyone knows the difference between an apple and a donut. They know the difference between sitting on their arse and getting up and moving, but it's like, they need that bit of direction to help create the solution around the problems that they have and like i often use the term that like i'm not a pt i'm a ps i'm a problem solver right not a personal mm -hmm. trainer and it's like you're coming to me with problems i'm giving you solutions let's yeah. rock on 
you get the result. I get a better outcome for you. I might get a referral, whatever it is, but like you're ultimately paying me for a result and an outcome. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you want to be braided or like, you know, go join the army or do whatever. It's like, that's, that's not like, that's not what we do. Right. Or, or it's what it shouldn't be in that case. So like, this is where that empathetic or solution orientated approach has to come into it. And I think it's, there's a bit of an evolution in the industry now at the moment, that a lot more people are leaning towards that. And yeah, there's the, the few that are still like that militant drill sergeant approach with everyone. And they're just going to churn through the numbers and they'll get a few results and it'll make it look like they're doing whatever. But when you've had the experience of both sides of it, you'll realize that like, you know what, this is actually a bit better over here as well. So, and not just for me, but like those other empathetic style coaches and much like your own coaching, it's like that this is a better way to do this. Yeah. And it very much depends on the person's goals. Obviously, it depends. It's like everybody's so individual. So their goals, their circumstances. And um, I was talking with Carlo Rourke last week and he made a really important point about uh, which I thought was really good that we shouldn't I'll probably get it wrong that we shouldn't swap out so we need to like what is what is the reason just say like for me like I said to you I my priority is my health I want to be healthy I want to be present with my kids I want to have lots of energy you know and it all comes back to be to me as a parent and you know being healthy and um, let's say and so he was like so if your priority is your kids and then you're going to the cinema to have popcorn with your kids on a Friday night and you're my coach and you say no you can't go you have a training session Friday night that you're not supposed to swap out the things that you're doing it for in the first place yeah with the the stuff that has to get you there that it has to fit in right yeah and and this is where it's knowing the individual and knowing what their actual drivers are and having the conversations much like we had at the start to say okay does this fit what you're wanting to do as an outcome and what I can deliver? And then it's for me to get to know you really well to say, well, do you know what? These are going to be the drivers for Kate. And I can pull on those levers down along the line that little bit more and be like, okay, you're, you're staying up all night. You're not training. You're not looking after your nutrition. I thought you were going to do these things because this is what we wanted as an outcome. You said you were doing this to feel better for your kids. Is it making you feel better for your kids? And yeah, that's a little bit pulling on the heartstrings with stuff like that. But that's still that bit of accountability. It's like you want that outcome for that goal. Uh, and, and this is where it's known the individual. Now, there is a time and a space, again, to be very directive with people or certain people will respond very differently to different types of coaching as well, too. Um, there, there's a I just literally just pulled this off myself. I recommend this book to everyone. It's like Surrounded by Idiots. It's one that everyone should get because for me, I'm a very type B and this is like, I'm probably yellow when it comes to this, right? There's four different colors and I'm very type B orientated. People might know that a little bit better versus your type A who's very like numbers orientated and specific and like they'll track all the Excel sheets and they'll do all the documents and the data and very numbers and goal orientated. Me, I'm a B, I'm like, ah, it'll be around 150 to 170 grams of protein. I'll train maybe at four o'clock. I'll do whatever. It's a little bit loosey goosey, but that's how I respond better. And that's how I would be coached versus an accountant the other day who I was chatting to and I was like chatting to her and I was saying I'm not going to give her the precision nutrition hands method to say like okay a palm sized portion of protein and a fist of carbs and whatever I had to be very specific with her in terms of numbers because that's the driver for her and I was like okay I'm going to send you a spreadsheet and I knew straight away I was like you're going to color code this you're going to create four more tabs on it and you're going to do all this because that's your personality type isn't it and she was like it's like you can see into my soul and I was like well <laughs> you get to know this a little bit better with people but I know that even with my specific personality type as a coach I need to adapt to hers to get a better outcome as well and this is where I might be more direct with her 
versus someone who's like me it might be a little bit more empathetic or a little bit more you know loosey-goosey yeah. with it as well too so again it's it's very personal orientated and very individual and this is like where it comes back to individual and personal training as opposed to impersonal and like actually getting to know the people and making it a better experience for the outcome they want yeah and engaging in it like mm. I, I see like I think you have it on your website before I ever signed up with you was that it's a two-way process the number one thing is that you need to engage in the process you have to check in you have to communicate and you have to be honest I suppose mm. Yeah, like people will dodge a check in every now and then, right? And you can see that and it's a red flag or like, you know, I'll know that, you know, your check in normally comes in on a Sunday at around eight o'clock or I'll know that, yeah. you know, Mary's comes in at four o'clock on a Monday or whatever it might be. And it's like, if something doesn't, if it's out of the normal, I'll be like, okay, I need to check that up and make sure they're okay or that everything's going all right. Mm-hmm. And I will chase them down as well. But if someone's like giving me yes, no, maybe kind of sort of answers, they're not engaged in the process and they're not going to get as much from that as well too and like this is where being coachable i guess is is being open with the communications and actually being able to converse back and forth and relay like but see that's on the coach as well to be able to build that level of trust and rapport and this is where when we had our first call like we had a great chat and like we were able to build a little bit of rapport and even though it's only like half an hour you can get to know someone and you can get to understand them very well. And then you can, you know, figure out how they tick and you're paying attention to all these things all the time as the coach. And then you'll know how that person is going to respond and how they'll engage in the process as well too. And this is again, the, the personalized approach to it all. Um, and that's really, really key um, from that, you know? Definitely. Yeah. What are the common obstacles like that you find, like, you know, the kind of mistakes, the obstacles that you do find, does derail people like what that you've noticed over the years life <laughs> life. <laughs> life yeah it's just like it, it, it's a, they have this plan and they don't have a plan b here they don't kind of work that if then scenario or whatever to look at it and say well this is the thing that i'm going to do this week and that's absolutely every way that it's going to go and like that's not how it goes like we can have the best intentions all the time and it's like okay something stressful pops up well i didn't plan for this crap i don't know what to do freak out and then there's response of whether it's food or whether it's you know exercise whatever it might be and they just they lose control and then well, i'm going to start again monday they just don't forecast in advance and i think when people like stress is going to happen and we all talk about stress management stress is going to be a thing and it's going to be there all the time you can't um make it vanish but you can learn how to manage it but there's obviously going to be levels if you have something really really serious happens to you, i don't care about your macros i don't care about your training go deal with that and do your thing but it's understanding that it's an ongoing process with it all as well too. And these things are going to happen. And that's the biggest derailer I see to progress with people that I'm on plan and I'm going to do this for the next six weeks. And I'm going to do this for the next 12 weeks and I'm going to commit really hard. And then I'm going to like forget about it in the six or 12 weeks thereafter. Yeah. And I'm just, everything's going to go perfect and it's going to be so great. And I'm going to be skinny and shredded by the end of it. It's like, well, two weeks in they get to the first weekend and it's like they have a party or something to go to and they just can't manage it and they haven't forecasted around they think it's going to be perfect and now the wheels blow off and they're off the rails and then they go missing check-ins or go missing whatever as well too because they thought it was going to be perfect it's that perfectionism mindset the all back to that all or nothing it really is kind of the destroyer of everything isn't it well like people and like i don't know how you are about cursing i curse a lot but yeah people no, we're away. Cool. <laughs> I was just holding that in for a while so I could say fuck. Um, <laughs> but like people are there, I'm going to fuck it up. And they'll, they'll this, and I'm using their language. And I'll actually say to him, it's like, okay, describe fucking it up for me. 
And they were like, well, do you know, well, I won't be able to stick to the plan. I was like, okay, what's the worst case scenario if you have a couple of extra beers or if you have the takeaway on the Friday? What is the worst case scenario from that? Does it change your life in any way, shape or form? And they're kind of like, no. I'm like, okay, what's the fucking problem? It's like, just get on with it then. And it's okay. You know what I mean? Because like people will catastrophize these things all the time. And it's like, I'm afraid to fuck it up. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And it's like, well, what is the actual fear? What is the really big thing that is going to be the problem if you don't do that? Like, is it going to ruin your fat loss if you've had 95% of your week bang on or 80% of your week and it, it goes like astray by a little bit? It's, it doesn't derail it that much. It's the, I've wrecked it on Wednesday and now I'm getting back on it on Monday is the thing that derails it because now you forgo a huge percentage of the week. So it's like, it's it's this understanding of like that you haven't really fucked it up or you can't really fuck it up that much, even if you go off track a little bit, you know? Yeah, and it's the emotion and the guilt that we attach to it that I think prolongs it for us so it's like oh, i've had a shit show of a weekend and then it takes till like wednesday to get back on it and then it's the weekend again and it then it's a vicious cycle and you're kind of building this kind of belief about yourself you're like oh i'm a failure oh there's no point in even trying or you know it's, it starts mm. this kind of vicious cycle of negative thinking well it's just like well they, they, they'll start with like people will say this all the time and i'm like you you can't start something when you're approaching it like that that I've always failed with my health and fitness and this is going to be no different. I'm going to fail this, but I'll just try it anyway. And like they're approaching it with this negative connotation that they're going to suck and it's going to like be dramatically bad all the time. And like they need to remove that, right? But now it's like taking that approach of, okay, I'm actually going to look at the averages over the week. I'm going to look at the percentages. I'm going to look at the longer game with it and understand that these days in isolation don't really matter. And like that, I'll look at the averages again over the week or over the month or over the long term with it. And once you can get people to see that these averages like really play into their favor, that by going over 300 calories in one day, like divide that by seven. And now you're like gone over by like... 45 or something i don't even know a day like whatever it is and it's like so inconsequential and that once people can understand that like these averages play far less uh, against the whole thing in the grand scheme of things and once they can understand that now they actually pull it back and they're staying on track that little bit longer and they're getting a far better result and they're like far more uh, engaged in the process then because they'll see that like it's actually not that bad that was a huge eye opener for me um, mm. because it's funny, like I lost about three and a half stone from uh, the end of 20s. I had my third son and um, sorry, my third child, my second son, my third child in September 2017. So kind of about six weeks after that, then I started, you know, trying to lose weight. So it took me a good few years up until probably 2021 to lose about three and a half stone. So mm-hmm. that was grand. I did it, you know, a little bit by myself. I was in Slimming World at one stage. I kind of, I was only really getting back into fitness. I uh, it took me a while to pick myself up after um, him. I was injured and stuff after the pregnancy. So getting back into fitness and I did go to Slimming World and then I kind of took things on myself, but I'm going to lose my train of thought here. But I got to a certain stage and I'd lost the body fat that I wanted to lose. I had gotten really into fitness and had got quite fit and I was re- and then I got to the stage then obviously I started qualifying as personal trainer myself and building my own business all of that kind of thing so things got busy so I've kind of the past let's say two years I've managed to maintain so this was before I came to you now you kind of mm. know this story I'm kind of giving context to others I came to you being like yeah the past year two years I've kind of in and around the same way but what I've done for those past two years is sometimes I go through phases where I track my calories now they'd always have been in and around the 2000 calories if I was looking Mm. to lose body fat and I would track and then come the weekend 
I wouldn't tra- I'd start tracking and then things I would be like oh now I'm kind of guessing and then and then I just mm. wouldn't bother tracking on a Saturday or Sunday but I would have this guilt in the back not an overwhelming guilt but this guilt in the back of my mind where I'm like oh I'm after fucking it up again and, oh, and it, like and mm. then I kind of get back to it but I get back to it and I track during the week and I'd eat the same kind of things but I was ma- but I maintained but I maintained with this kind of in the back of my mind I should be doing better yeah there's like this gray cloud following you around all yeah. the time right yeah and one, once you can start to pull like and again like we look at the averages but like once you can start to pull some of those percentages just slightly back in your favor right so i look at the weekend and like people their mind gets blown every time i say this saturday sunday is 28 percent of the week friday saturday sunday 42 percent of the week so like just curve it in a little bit just pull it in like a little touch more and now all of a sudden it's not actually that bad and like go enjoy the 20 percent. but now 80 percent of the whole week is in your favor and now we know that like you're, you're going to have a far better time with it and this is again going back to those averages and where you can just pull it back into your favor at touch as opposed to i'm going to perfect this i'm going to nail this and if i don't it's an absolute failure but like once you just start to pull those averages back in and like again with no disrespect to people once like for the most part, the most people that me and you were going to be talking to are very average people with average goals, right? That they want to lose a couple of pounds or a couple of stone. It doesn't need this extreme, like all in perfect all the time approach with it, that you can have that 80, 20 and you can enjoy it a lot more and not have this guilt behind you because you went and you had like the cinema with the kids and you had an extra bag of popcorn or you got butter on it, whatever. But it's like, it's just curtailing that like spiral out of control. Then that goes into the weekend or goes into the the couple of days after. And once you can pull those days back into your favor or just the percentages a little bit more. Now it's like, it's really, um, a lot of people will say it's liberating that they can actually enjoy this and factor it in and not have to worry about the weekend so much, but just be aware of it a little bit, still have the downtime, do all the things and then get the result. It is liberating. Like I actually can't get over now that I'm tracking the weekend, even when I go over, because like I said before, I'm not afraid to be like, look, okay, Saturday mm. went a bit astray or whatever. Um, but when I track it, it's never as bad as what my mind ha- will have thought. And then like yeah. that, you know, getting in that mindset, okay, this is over the whole week, you know, and we're, look, we're on long-term goals here. It's not the end of the world. You mm. know, I'm not looking to to do some sort of uh, photo shoot in a few weeks time or anything um, that when I actually like I found beforehand I was nearly just eating for the sake of it then I'm like oh look it's Sunday night I'll have another chocolate bar mm-hmm. whereas now I'm like I'm tracking it I'm like oh, I've had this much do you know what I could probably stop now you know I'm a yeah. bit over but like let's just not have let's you know let's not take the piss and um it has been really liberating and I can't believe the progress I've made and we'll get into this as well mm. of the amount I, I actually even as a coach cannot believe how my body is responding to the amount of calories I'm eating Mm. It's fun, I can't. It? yeah I know and it's <laughs> funny and I know I you listened to my podcast the one on the things I learned from coaching and then after you said that to me I was like oh no you weren't supposed to hear that <laughs> but um and but I did like when you first like as a fat loss girl you were like 2480 I thought you were mad but like uh, you're looking, I'm looking at the bigger picture and I'm like there, well, okay, your output is high throughout the week. You're up for a long time in a day. You're, you're doing your classes, you're doing your sessions, you're training yourself and you're like, you're busy. So like, we're not just looking at like 1200 calories or 1400 calories here, like just to, to get by. And I mentioned this to you before, it's like, it's the whole thrive versus survive aspect with it. And I want people to feel like people come to me and they'll say like, I want to feel really good. And then um, I'll give them like the 2,400 and whatever calories. And they'd be like, oh no, 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 not that good. Uh, like I thought we were supposed to be like on 1,400. I was like, well, I thought the goal was to feel amazing and like to have a, an improved quality of life and like 
you know, um, an improved relationship with food, etc. Let's try out my way for a little bit. Yeah. And maybe we'll meet them halfway if they're very resistant and okay, I need to be on 1200. You have me on two and a half thousand. Let's go to 2000. How is that working out for you? Oh, my energy is amazing. Cool. How about 21? Oh, wow. You know, all of a sudden, then all of a sudden to start to buy in the process, most like you, I could tell you to go have three and a half thousand a day and you'd be like, Grant, I'll, I'll do it now because you you get it now a little bit more of having the, the additional calories there. And like, and again, there's still that inbuilt thing within people of like, oh no, well, that's only other people only get that many calories, not me. Or, or like, yeah. I, I, I'd i never be able to have that many or like they'd never be able to, to believe it, that it can happen to themselves. And I'm like, it absolutely can once you have a very controlled approach as well too right um but like the easiest way to to make dieting easier or to improve quality of life or to do any of these things is to spend more time away from like restriction and dieting and like overly reducing calories and like now all of a sudden you start to see people thrive their training quality goes up their output goes up their you know enjoyment with the kids everything like goes up because now the more calories and like the reason that people end up putting on excessive body weight is because they have a very uncontrolled approach to food. Mm. And it's like this abundance all the time. And they're like, absolutely YOLO, but like, it, it's so high, but now we're like, we're bringing it up in a controlled fashion. And now you don't have those cravings or those swings or those low energy periods as well too, or whatever it might be, because you've gained stability with the whole thing. And I said that to you at the start as well. It was like, I want to gain stability here. And like the more stability you can put in, now you can just start to edge it up that bit more. And yeah. now all of a sudden the body is producing energy really well. It's not deprived of energy. It's got like gas in the tank to do the work that you want it to do. And now all of a sudden your training quality goes up. Like we've seen with your strength, it's gone up a hell of a lot more because you've got the energy there to actually provide the quality of the sessions that you're trying to do. And like again, I, I would, oh, sorry to interrupt. I would go as far to say that though, that the extra calories has helped with injury uh, recovery as well. Mm -hmm. Like this shoulder was still like was still a little niggly. It's not anymore. Sometimes I forget which shoulder it is. And I mm. do think as well that has helped. But like your movement quality or your training quality, all these things that go up because now you're not like just getting by and it's not like just hammering through sessions and just dogging yourself for the sake of dogging yourself. And yeah, we might look at a little bit of the specifics around programming and stuff like that. But it's like a body that is reduced in the fuel availability is not one that's going to recover well. It's not one that's going to perform well. It's not going to be able to do what you're asking of it. And there will be a breaking point on those bodies. And this is what we saw all the time with like people coming in super low calories. They're, you know, super highly stressed. Their digestion is crap. Their mood is crap. Their energy is crap. And they're just trying to like, okay, how do I improve that? Well, I'm going to train even harder and I'm going to go on even less calories. And it's like just driving themselves into the ground. You know, and I'll, I'll always take like the, the, the shake. I always have the shaker beside me when I'm talking here. But it's like, if people can see this, it's like yeah. I have a half full shaker. My goal is to get that shaker up to the absolute top with calories and like fill you up as much as physically possible before we see any negative outcomes as in body weight increasing. And like people think that their deficit is, like you said, I've always lost weight around 2000 calories or my maintenance is 2500 or my uh, low end calories are like 1200, whatever it might be. They think these numbers are just rigid and once they like stick to those that it's like that's what happens but i want to see how many calories we can get you on and lose weight yes you might lose weight on 2000 but let's try do it on 22 23 24 and what you'll find and i don't know if we're going a little bit too far into it here but 
there's metabolic adaptations happen when you're on low calories for a long time. Your body will stop moving as much. It will want to take the lift instead of the stairs. It will want to park closer to the gym. You'll see this all the time. People who are dieting or bodybuilders who are doing shows, they will park as close in the gym as they possibly can because they've no energy available. They will sit down and they'll barely move between sets because they've no energy availability, right? So for me, I want to reverse those processes. I want to drive calories up so you can produce more energy not have those metabolic adaptations there that are like slowing you down and causing less movement. I want people to be back, like back flipping, cartwheeling in through the door, that they've got like annoying energy, that like they've got so much energy availability and that they can really like start to live a life that's not deprived, you know? And this is where it's like, let's just bring it up and see what happens. What's the worst case scenario? Okay, you maintain, big deal, you know? And it's like, let's just bring up the calories and see what we can actually do. Now, all of a sudden, like you're getting the experience of it. It's like, I feel good. Wow. It's like, I feel really good. Let's try this again like a little bit more. Or like, okay, now you'll hear this all the time with women. It's like, I didn't have as bad a menstrual cycle because my, my cramps were less. My mood was higher. My energy was better. I wasn't as irritable. I was able to have additional food and fuel. I've a, I've a better period now all of a sudden, or like my menstrual cycle is back or whatever it might be. And like, People get purely caught up in the aesthetics and all these things, but like health gain is going to happen with calories being there as well too. And you're going to look better when you're healthier also. Yeah. Yeah. It's such like, a great way to look at it. Like there's just so much value in what you've just said there. But like, look at, okay, I, I don't want to be sexist, right? But we're going to talk about women because obviously the main audience is going to be women. Yeah. What What's like a lot of the, what's the one thing like most women outside of like, What's the one thing like a lot of women would have spent a lot of money on over the years? It's like hair, skin and nails, right? It's like they'll, they'll do all the things to get the best quality hair they can. And like they'll buy all these products and they'll like have all these things like calories will drive the equality of those things as well, too. If you want to improve your quality of your skin, have like sufficient calories there. If you want to improve your immune system, have sufficient calories there. If you want to have strong nails that you could cut glass with have like high protein intake as well too same with hair if you don't want to have brittle weak hair it's like have high calories high protein like all these things you'll see on all those products it's like enriched with proteins enriched with aminos and all these things it's like have sufficient calories have sufficient proteins there now all of a sudden the quality of all these go up as well too you know and it's like there's so much more value than like cool i grew a little bone now and it's like it looks a bit better in my pants or whatever but it's like okay now all these other things are improving as well you know yeah. it's, it's massive and I think when people start on a health and fitness, weight loss journey, whatever their journey is, um, a, a lot of people will start because they want to be a certain weight. They want to look a certain way. And I think you kind of learn if you stick at it long enough, you learn that that's not really what fulfills you. Like, it's not what makes you happy as you go. To, you go down. Mm. It's those kind of things that you start to realize, oh, wait, I feel good. Oh, wait, I actually enjoy going for a walk in the evenings. Yeah. It's not now a, something I have to do. It's something that I get to do. And it's um, it, it that kind of happens on the journey. And the like, you don't you don't need to have it all figured out along the way, I think, either. Yeah, like the, the health movement is really cool right now at the moment. And like everyone is like put a lot more focus or stock or time into their health. But people still want to look better naked. Right. And it's like when it comes boils down to it all. And like we, we still there will be an element of vanity attached to it. But yeah. like if you want to have better returns and outcomes from uh, your fat loss endeavors, it's like 
eat more calories for more of the year than you are eating less calories. Spend more time away from dieting and like really driving calories up. And like now you'll actually have some muscle tissue there when you when you pull off the body fat or you'll feel that little bit better in yourself and you won't like be dying or strung out because you're on so low calories as well too. You know, and like this is, we can still tie in fat loss, looking better with also feeling better. You know, it shouldn't be a calorie deficit that involves a health deficit as well too right yeah you shouldn't have these things that's that is the difference and i think that is actually the secret recipe really isn't it to long-term health fitness success well, look, it's, it's you want to look better and feel better for longer right it's not just a 12 yeah. or 6 or 18 month plan or whatever it might be it's like you're in your body for life so why not make it a vehicle that you'll actually enjoy being in and like one that you'll really thrive in and have an abundance of energy and be able to again provide for you know all those loved ones that are around you like that you can provide like more energy that you're able to be there be more present as opposed to being out of breath running around after the kids or be able to go out and have like the additional like you know coke and popcorn or whatever in the cinema you know there's so much more value to it all as well and you know what's different with this approach for me? I'm going to keep going with this because it, it's just kind of getting, I'm getting more ideas here and they're, they're coming to me here. Like with the current approach at the minute, um, we're aiming towards, what's the what's the word you use? Um, an improvement phase. Is that yes. it? Where we try and get, we're, we're pushing, not bulking. We're yeah. not bulking. We're not, yeah, we're, we're pushing calories up to try and build a little bit of muscle tissue. Correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm saying anything mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, for the next few weeks. I have a holiday booked in August and I've told you now that I'd like, you know, let's make this as a goal. I'd like to get a little bit lean for that. So then we're going to reduce calories a bit in a slow, controlled manner up to August from like mid to end May until August. So I was talking to my friend in work about this today, actually, I think. And her, she said, like, she's amazed by how much I'm eating. She's, you know, it's actually really inspiring her. Um, But she said to me, what I worry about if I had those, what I would worry about with those kind of calories is when they get taken away, that I get too used mm. to having so many calories that when they get taken away, I'll miss them and I won't be able to stick to a calorie deficit. And I said, yeah, but I have a very, very strong feeling when he puts me in a calorie deficit, it's going to be a bit like the last calorie deficit. It's not going to be, it's not going to be much. Less. Yeah, because your your body is now in a more responsive position, right? So if you're always on 2000 calories, if when you're at your highest with your calories, the only places you can go down, like I'm forecasting and I can see where we're going to go. You probably like we're going to be on over 3000 calories before you start to diet, because now you're going to be in a position of like having your body in a really responsive state that you're producing energy really well, that your training is like high quality. But now when we go into a deficit, you're probably going to be on 22 or 2300 calories, which is just about where we started out from as well. And like, we know that your body is getting into a better position. And this is why I call it an improvement phase is that it should improve everything. It's not like people just say bulking. It's like getting bigger, getting fatter, getting whatever. They think muscle, whatever. But like we're improving the quality of life by having um, more calories there and having more flexibility. We're improving quality of your health by, you know, regulating hormones, by improving hormones, by doing all these other things, hair, skin, nails, immune system, all these things that are going to be injuries, whatever, from being improved by having more calories there as well too. And now your body is in a really responsive position to go and diet then. As opposed to like, because you said to me, right, we're going on holidays in August. And I'm saying, cool, you're on more calories right now. And you're like, yeah, yeah but yeah, but August. And I was like, I don't care. August is down here. Yeah. We're in March. 
you know what I mean, or it's in April, and now we're going to start building up towards that. Um, and the, the thing that people will do is like, okay, I want to be lean in August. I'm going to start dieting now, and I'm going to go on 1,800 calories. And you've got literal months and months and months and months to get there. Yes, if you've got 20 kilos to lose, you might need to start dieting now, right? Cool, but you still shouldn't need to be on that low of a calorie intake. But it's like looking at improving everything, like as in we improve the diet phase as well, that we make that easier, that we make it that it doesn't need to be as long. That yes, you're going into building more quality tissue, which is going to have more metabolic demands, which is going to need more calories to survive and stay there as well too. And it's like everything improves. And like, this is the thing that people overlook all the time. And it's like, if you want to make your dieting easier, one, stop dieting, two, get on more calories quicker. Yeah. Your body will thank you for it. It's absolutely like this whole mindset shift in relation to calories is has literally liberating it's like it's the word that you used it is very liberating um so i just wanted to ask you a little bit about so a lot of like people who would be listening to this podcast are you know busy mums busy busy women in general yep. um and a lot of people would say to me i struggle like my week is packed it's mental mm-hmm. i'm working full time have a few kids um i like i come last i um I can't find any time in my week to prioritize myself. So mm-hmm. if someone is starting off on their journey, they do like, it's important to them. They want to get healthier. They want to be around for their kids. They want to have energy for their kids, but they don't even know where to fit it into their week right now. What mm. would your advice be to get them started? It's the exact same thing we did at the start was to gain stability first. So think about like the foundations of the house. You're trying to build a mansion. If you have got, you know, a, a tiny tiny very unstable foundation you can't build anything on that so you gotta look at creating the stability first and like this is the biggest restriction because people are like well i want to lose weight or i want to to, to go into the diet right now because i've got this thing it was like if you want to do it long term you need to take that long-term approach of creating the foundation first that's going to give more stability down the line that when it gets hard or when it gets difficult that now this is what carries you through so it's looking at like not even training like let's pump training way to the back of the line with this and this is where we normally would have like okay you're going to do ten thousand steps a day you're going to train four times a week you're going to do classes you're going to do whatever yeah but that will way 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 down the line the biggest thing is going to be like sleep and everyone will say like okay my sleep is struggling a lot i can't get quality sleep in sleep is like the absolute like it's the steroid like it's the absolute thing everyone should be taking more of and using more and i'm getting on to you about it all the time and you're like yeah. well i've got a I'm business trying. Thing to trying. but i'm like well, I'll, I'll i'll make it really easy for people and be like i used to do this when i was in like in-person coaching all the time or doing seminars i'd like i'd say to you is like kate give me your phone and i said we're going to open your phone and we're going to go into instagram and we're going to have a look at your time spent on instagram and we're going to see that like you're on it for six hours a day yeah. and i'm like congratulations you've just got time back delete the fucking app and it's like yeah. or use it less or put a timer on it and people are like oh well maybe i do have time because right okay we are busy there is a lot of stuff going on and i don't want to deny that um people have hectic lives but they just tend to prioritize other stuff or they become yes people for doing shit that they really don't want to be doing or don't need to be doing or could outsource more of and it's like with think about it like and and people relate to this when you have uh like we had it with ava last year when ava arrived we called upon the support of others to say do you know what could you come up and just clean the house for us or could you do a hand with the washing or could you like my mom had come up and she'd bring up like meals or whatever right and be like because it's just you're tired you're freaked out because you're a first-time parent you have a clue what's going on and you're trying to make head or tail of the whole thing right 
but it's calling on support of the others around you much like okay you're going into a fat loss or, or whoever's going into a fat loss phase their partner isn't they've no interest in it whatever they don't care about losing weight like they need to have that conversation with them and say can i get a hand here with this that could you mind the kids for an extra half an hour or could you call on granny or the auntie or whatever to come and say like i'm going to mind them for half an hour you're going to go exercise but then actually being rigid on it and going and doing like 20 30 minutes and getting it done or is it a case that you can you know bulk batch cook a little bit more that it takes the stress off the whole thing and it's like wherever you can get time back in your hands now you don't have to get up at the crack of dawn you can probably spend another hour in bed and improve your sleep quality and do all those things now it's all easier because you're not as fatigued you've got food prepped you're able to get a little bit of exercise and movement in so like where would i start i'd start by like asking for help by those immediately around you saying could you give me a hand here because it's going to improve my quality of life and it's like fixing your oxygen mask first you'll hear that on the airplane all the time fix your oxygen mask before you put on anyone yeah. else's and it's like do that now you're able to because again like mothers and like i see this with kate firsthand here my kate like she'll like be walking around with like a, a turkey burger and just chewing on it I was like that's not a fucking meal that's like a snack that's not food like you need to take your time actually have a meal and like have something a little bit more substantial because yeah. you're running on fumes the whole time because you're trying to do all the things and mothers will put themselves last and like i have so much more respect for moms now after seeing again my kate going through this with ava and that's with having a lot of help and support there as well. But like it, they're absolutely admirable in every aspect. But still, mums have to put themselves first to say like, I need to improve my sleep or improve my health or improve my nutrition, whatever it might be, so that I'm going to be a better mum. And not that they've been bad mums, but they now have more energy to do the things that they want to do outside of their health and fitness as well. Whether it's yeah. been a little bit more awake during the day or a little bit more uh, present or not relying on caffeine or coffee as much or whatever it might be. Now, they're just their quality of life improves because they've just given themselves that extra half an hour a day. Yeah. And it's really like you say, as a first time dad, you know, about getting help. Like I'm 13 years into parenthood and I am still the definition of it takes a village. You know, if my parents, mm. my sister, Dave's sister, anyone who will help out, they're more than welcome. You know, we're quite, you know, can you take the kids? My dad comes and brings the kids to school twice a week, you know, because people will often say to me, how do you do it all? How do you manage work the business, you know, the career change, mm. the kids? And I'm like, you don't manage everything. You don't. And it is about it is, like you said, very much scheduling and organization and um, it's scheduling time for yourself and allowing people to help. And also a little bit. One thing as well that I really I, I was kind of toying around with um myself this week, I was thinking about actually and I wrote about it as well, was um our priorities. So I don't think we don't prioritize our health and fitness because we don't think it's a priority i think our priorities get so cluttered by having too many of them first of all yeah. and then i think we subconsciously take priorities with us that we don't even realize that we think are like i remember for years i thought i had to have a really clean house because that was something that was passed on to me from my mother and, and yeah. my nana you know so i used to spend all weekend scrubbing bathrooms and and i've just as time has gone by i'm like I just don't give a fuck like you know as long as my house is hygienic like that mm. I'm not willing to spend my time on that so people will be like how do you do everything come and see my house it's fucking cluttered to bits there's kids everywhere there's fucking toys yeah. everywhere you know that you have to like do you need to be spending an hour every weekend scrubbing the shower or could you take that time and go for a walk well that's the thing as well and like you know um 
that we outsource that here, right? We outsource as much as we can. So we get a cleaner to come in. And I know everyone mightn't have the luxury of that, but she'll come here for three to four hours. And like, it's, you know, an embarrassing amount of money that we need to give her because she charges so little, but like yeah. it gives us so much more time that we can, like myself and Kate, I'll be in my office. She'll be in hers. She'll be doing her thing. She started up a new business since in the last year and that as well too. But like, it gives us time to do that. Or we might go to town with Ava or we might go out for lunch or we might just go down the garden for a walk or whatever it might be. But it gives us time back. And it's not a cost on that. There's no cost on that because we're getting time back that's invaluable. We just don't have otherwise. And now we're able to like do things. And like, yes, it might cost a little bit of money, but it's like, what's it costing us to not do these other things as well? If that's training or if it's like getting a food and check or doing whatever. Yeah. And like, I think another really good idea before we move on um, is the online um, grocery shopping. That has been life changing for me. Literally yeah. sitting down at my kitchen table when I finished my bit of admin work, being like, right, Tesco shop. And I can go check the presses. By the time I do my plan for what I'm cooking for the week, do the list, get going on it. It's all done within the hour. Like I've you, literally saved myself probably an hour and a half a week. Yeah, but do you know what else you're saving as well too? You're not buying the shit that you don't yeah. want to buy. Exactly. Because you're not going in and you're not hangry and tired and pissed off and stressed because you've been stuck in traffic and whatever happened on the way in or the kids are annoying you or whatever. Or like, oh, look, two for a fiver. I'm going to put four of them in. And it's like, you just don't need that stuff and it stops you buying that. And that's like the ultimate hack as well. You know, yeah. if they can get that delivered, because like, think about it, right? You go into the, the shop, it's it's an hour at least, right? It might be 20, 30 minutes in and out for some people. You might get caught in traffic and it's putting it away. It's doing all the things. That's two or three hours of your day gone. Yeah. Like just from that like little trip. And we all go to the shop a couple of times a week. It's like, just stop, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, Like another thing that's like been a bit of a revelation as well too. We used it a lot, like when Ava came along initially at the start um, was a lot of like uh, meal prep um you know like companies that are doing like little individual meals or whatever yeah. and like yeah it might be like four or five quid whatever a meal but it's like the time that that saved us by just being able to take that out of the fridge get on with it it's like everyone thinks they need to get like all of their meals done by it it's like get one of day that like it takes that extra pressure off you now you time back again and like now that's... you get those fit meals in the likes of Centra and Tesco and stuff yeah. now. So you don't even need to have them ordered. Like I remember a few years ago, you had to go through the actual meal prep company. Yep. Whereas now my Centra does the clean cut meals and pure power meals. So usually once or twice a week, you know, if I don't have time to cook something or have nothing left over for lunch, I'll just mm. grab one of them. You know, the only Done. downside to them, like I said, are cost, but they're brilliant when you when you need them. Yeah, but think of the time it's saving, right? You don't have to go buy the food. You don't have to prep the food. You don't have to cook or clean up after it. You literally just put the thing in the microwave and throw it in the bin. And it's yeah. like, get on with yeah. your day. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, like it's, it's so easy. Yeah. Um, I'm conscious of time. So we're going to wrap things up now. There was a few other things, but um, I think the main thing I would love to finish on, which I think you've kind of covered well throughout the, the episode anyway, but just to, I suppose to conclude, uh, what does the word help mean to you? Ooh, good one i'm putting you on the um, spot <laughs> no it, it means so many things right so health to one person might mean something completely else to other people but health to me is like having an abundance of energy it's having a quality of life it's not being a slave to the process it's you know having clarity in your thought process it's having um you know it's the the, the thrive as opposed to survive element of it 
you know, and it you know, can obviously tell like I've never had any like major health issues, right? But that again, for someone else, it might be like just actually being able to get up in the morning or might be able to do whatever. But like for me, it's the the, the thrive of having energy and abundance and being able to do things that you know you see others in your your age category that maybe aren't able to do as well. And like this is again something we probably take for granted a little bit more, but it's like the little stuff of just being able to get around and do things. Um, that to me is is health. And would that be a, like a, a strong why for you in the future as well? That, you know, it's very important, your health as you get older then? Yeah, so you'll hear Dr. Peter Atia talking about this now a lot. He'll talk about um, lifespan, but health span as well. So it's like, okay, we're all living longer, but are you living a better quality of life for longer? Yeah. So average age in Ireland, maybe like 80 to 85, right? Are you actually living a vibe? Like, have you got vitality? Have you got like clarity? Have you got ability when you're getting into those years? You're like, what's your last decade of your life looking like? And that's something for me that, like, you know, I competed in bodybuilding, done loads of like crazy things over the years, done whatever. It's like, I was just thinking from day to day, week to week, month to month with those kind of things. There was no health. But now that I'm responsible for a child, I've got a wife, we've got a mortgage, we've got bills, we've got a business, we've got people depending on us, that like now it's very important for me to keep my health in a great place. And that doesn't mean training five or six days a week. That means being clear in my thoughts. It means having you know quality food. It means having an abundance of calories. It means all these things that now I can move well, train well, think well and do all these things but do them for longer as opposed to just going in and smashing myself and like crawling out because leg day or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. it's so much more important to me. That's no, brilliant. Um, so it's so true. Like so true. Um, so anyway, I think we'll finish there. Do you, um, what was I going to say? So do you want to just share any de contact de info? So where people could connect with you if they want to check out your website or your socials, where would they find you? Yeah, so larrydollcoaching.e is the website, but I'm most responsive with Instagram. So I don't even know my own handle. Larry Doyle Coaching, I think, is the actual handle. I'll, I put, it in the I'll put it in the show yeah. notes anyway, just, so don't worry. Just look up Larry Doyle, you'll see pink and you'll see me. Um, But like my DMs and stuff are always open and, and people are like DM me and be like, oh, I don't think you're ever going to write back to this. Like I always write back to people if I can on DM. So like, don't be afraid to, to reach out and ask questions if you have anything from this episode to, to ask me. Yeah, and make sure that you're following Larry because his content is really valuable and it's always educational and um, it's also just very, very good. <laughs> but anyway, when, when Larry, I decide to post. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but yeah. you know what? You, no, your stories are always great and your Q&As and they're always quite specific as well, which is cool. And um, the advice that's given back is always like, you know, there's always something to take from it. So um, anyway, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I've really enjoyed this chat. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to shoot the breeze and, and go with it. Like, I don't know, it's like, I like these chats because they're a little disjointed, which is good. It, like, you, you'll see, like, a lot of podcasts that are very structured. And I know we we talked a bit before this about, like, exactly what we're going to talk about. But, like, I like these because you can have a for, an informal chat about, like, some really important topics and it gets a lot of value out there. Yeah, and you kind of don't really know where it's, it's like, oh, I was going to, oh, no, we'll go this way. We'll go this yeah. direction with it. And it's, yeah, I think it makes for a better conversation all around. Yeah, no, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much. Bye.